0: Welcome to the Leaders Toolkit Podcast, Episode 10.
1: Hi, I'm Tracy, the Director of Catalyst Support here at Giant. This podcast is for all types of team leaders in any industry or organization size. Whether you're the owner of a small company, a middle manager, a director, an employee leading a small team of three, four, or five people, or you lead a worldwide company, this podcast is for you. Here's the deal. Being good at your job often leads to leadership roles. But just because you're good at your job doesn't necessarily mean you're good at leading people. That's a separate skill set. In other words, the skills that made you successful in your field may not have included team leadership. That's where this podcast comes in. If you struggle with managing tasks, time, conflict, or motivating your people, we're here to help. Our goal is to equip team leaders with the skills to master the art of leading a team. Each episode will be concise, providing you with hacks, tips, tricks, tools, wisdom, and encouragement. Tune in and share with other team leaders you know. Together, let's build healthy, high-performing teams that change the world. Let's empower you to be a team leader worth following. Well, welcome back, listeners. I am glad you're on this leadership journey with me. I hope you are finding it really helpful and useful, and I really hope that you are going to the show notes so that you can see the visuals, uh, the resources that I've been mentioning or that my guests have been mentioning. Make sure you go and grab those there. Today, I'm excited because I have a friend with me uh, all the way from Colorado. I mean, we're not in the same spot. We're virtual, but my friend Thane Thane. Marcus Ringler. And what the reason I'm bringing him on is because we're going to learn a tool or a resource today that has a lot to do with an analogy with golf. And Thane knows just a little bit about that. And so I'm glad to welcome him on the podcast today. So Thane, welcome.
2: Thanks so much, Tracy. Appreciate you having me on. And it's a joy to be with you here again, even if it's just virtually.
1: (laughs) I love it. So I know you know a bit about the golf world. So if you would just tell us a little bit about you. And then I want us to kind of head deep into this tool.
2: Yeah. So golf is definitely a part of uh, my journey and story. My dad got a club in my hands at around two or three years old, and I haven't had many uh, months without a club in my hands ever since. So I've played the game my whole life. I competed for a long time and all through junior golf into college uh, and then professionally for about four years on different developmental tours in the U.S. overseas for a season. Um, And all of that ultimately led me to pivoting out of it due to some injuries and just changed interests Back in at the end of 2017, I transitioned into the coaching space and got into personal professional development and then ultimately led me to giant and leadership development in the corporate space. And I've been doing that for the last number of years now. And, and golf is definitely a great companion for that work in more ways than one.
1: Yeah, oh, very cool. Are you golfing now? I mean, I'm sure you do maybe on the weekends, but is that just a hobby? Well, you know?
2: Yeah, I do like to play still. I like to try to compete if I can a couple times a year just to get the juices flowing and reconnect with that side of me. And currently I'm playing probably three or four times a month. So a decent amount for me with the with the, the business priorities that we have, but I actually played yesterday. So this is very fresh <laughs> and I can use lots of current examples from the time on the course Love yesterday it. afternoon.
1: Love it. That's so fun. Mm-hmm. I have minimal experience with golf. I went out, uh, I've been married 30 years, but my husband took me out when we were first married. And I guess I did okay. He was like, Whoa, how long have you been golfing? I'm like, no, I've never golfed. But that was, I think a, just a one, one time thing because after that, not so good. And basically now I just go, if I go with him to golf, I don't really golf. I just go around and collect balls. Cause I love to do that and I get exercise. So that's about the extent of my experience. Um, that's well, great. yeah, like I said, I brought you on because we, we have this tool that I really like. And I think it's really helpful for leaders when it comes to balancing our lives. You know, When we're in the workspace and work environment, we can tend toward overworking sometimes, if that's a a tendency of ours or a habit of ours. And so I I know that you feel the same same as me when it comes to balance in our life, that we don't want to lose our family along the way. We don't want to lose relationships along the way, but we also want to be great Great workers, great leaders, great employees, you know, great owners of companies. And so striking that balance is super hard, I think. It's a tendency of mine to overwork. And so I'd love for you to invite our listeners to learn about this tool and use your expertise along the way in golf. So go for it.
2: Well, you're not alone, Tracy. We are all human when we live in an achievement-based culture. And so we're naturally wired based on the environment we're in to value work above and beyond our health a lot of times. And, you know, golf is a great metaphor, a great place for us to learn about some of these things that maybe we can't see as well in our day-to-day lives. So one of the things that we often do in, in golf uh, when we're playing is we overcomplicate things. We, we tend to try to chase the shiny object, the new club, the new swing tip or trick or mechanic and pursue trying to make it a really pretty beautiful perfect version and that's not life and that's not being a human and it usually doesn't produce good results on the golf course and the same is true in our work and I, so I really do resonate with this tool in a lot of ways because in golf the foundation fundamental building blocks of good results comes down to really three things it's tempo it's balance and it's our focus and so when we think about the golf swing starting in that arena Tempo is essential because you're using a club that's an extension of your body, but it's not your body. And so in order to hit a good shot well, you have to sync those things up. You have to dance with the club. And in order to dance with the club, there has to be a good rhythm and a good tempo to it so it stays connected and attached to the larger muscles in your body that are working it. When we start getting tired like I did yesterday in the round, later in the day, it was hot. I was sweating, walking. I was getting worn out. The tempo starts to falter. It starts getting harder to be connected to that club. We start getting quick and it gets de- detached, and then we start hitting bad shots. Similarly, balance is essential to hitting consistently good uh, shots on the golf course. It all comes, all the power comes from the ground up. And so, in the swing, if we're not rooted and grounded to the ground and have a solid foundation, we're going to bring a lot of variables into an already hard, thing to execute, which is hitting a golf ball on the ground three feet away from you. So balance is another thing we have to return to saying, am I rooted? Am I grounded? Am I stable throughout my swing so I can produce consistent results? And then finally, that focus piece is the mind, the head, the thing that really controls so much of the outcome in the game of golf and in life. And it's so easy to focus on the wrong things when we step up to a golf ball, especially the most common example is... A tee shot where there's water on the left. And the thought that goes in every single golfer's mind when you step into that tee box is don't hit it in the water. Where does the focus go? It doesn't matter if it's positive or negative. All the mind knows is it's focusing on the water. And what that often results in is a ball that ends up in the water and floats down to the bottom of the lake. And so what we focus on really matters and that we're giving ourselves a clear picture of what we want to execute versus what we don't want to execute uh, so that our body has the right intel to perform that shot. Now what I love about this tool is it's so simple and it's so fundamental that sometimes we get bored with it and we forget it or we try to again chase that shiny object and we lose sight of the things that matter most it doesn't really matter where my club is at in the back of my swing if I'm out of balance, right? If we get lost in the technique and these certain positions or finding this new training aid and we lose sight of these things that are foundational to our success, we're going to we're going to have this neurotic path that continually leads us away from good results and spends a lot of time and money trying to pursue that by returning to these fundamentals, by reminding ourselves of what really matters, we can improve our our scorecards way more than spending money on lessons, spending money on new clubs. But it's not as sexy. It's not as um, thrilling or exciting. And and I think that's really true a lot of times in life too.
1: Yeah, that's excellent. Okay. No, you're so right. It's so true in life. So there are those of us who, you know, I don't know if it's stress. I mean, I think there's a lot of factors. There's stress, there's wanting to perform at a high level and impress your boss or impress those around you. There's all kinds of factors that go into why we get out of balance. And so what yeah. would you tell a, a, a leader? Here are some things, some practical steps you can take.
2: Totally. Yeah, you know, I think connecting it to our leadership in life, I think we have to remember that understanding what those foundational elements are for us is just as important first to recognize it up front, but then to return to and check in with. And that's why I love this tool in the context of leadership is saying, okay, we can think about it well on the golf course. It makes a lot of sense because every single shot we get instant feedback on how we did. So you're getting reps in. In life, we can get those reps in on a daily basis too. So how do we program into our daily routine a version of checking with, we like to call it our vitals, right? How do we check our vitals on a daily level? When you go to the doctor, what do they do? They check your vitals. They, how's your pulse? How's your heartbeat? You know, What's your blood pressure at? And yeah, it's like kind of simple, basic stuff. But if we don't do that regularly, we won't know how we're doing in this moment right now. And that gives us a baseline. And so using this tool as a consistent check-in for that baseline is really helpful no matter what level of leader you are in life.
1: Mm, So good. Okay, this is really good. I'm going to take a quick break. Listeners can uh, hear a quick ad. And then when we come back, I know if they look on the show notes and they look at the actual graphic of the tool, there's three questions that we ask. Um, There's a golfer in the middle of it, kind of he's swinging or she's swinging. And then there's three questions. So when we come back, let's go through those three questions. Okay. Totally. All right.
0: Hi, organizational and team leaders. Here at Giant, we understand that what you do is vital to the health and performance of your team. That's why we call leaders like you catalysts, because you catalyze change to make your organization better. You are the linchpins within organizations, instigating and driving positive change. Leaders define culture and sub-leaders define subcultures. All leaders need to be as healthy as possible so your entire organization can thrive. Did you know that you can become certified in the giant content so you can spread the tools and concepts you're learning right here on this podcast throughout your entire organization? With this certification comes a worldwide community of other catalysts you can be a part of. You'll also have access to an incredible support system through our HQ team. You get support calls, one-to-one help from our experts, resources and opportunities to collaborate with other team leaders around the world in various industries. You can learn more about this certification at the com slash catalyst and become equipped to spark the change you want to see.
1: All right. Welcome back listeners. We have Thane Marcus Fringler with us, golfer and leadership development coach and consultant. And we're really happy to have you here. That picture is really good. I loved listening and just picturing a golfer on the course and it all makes total sense to me. So listeners, I want you to make sure you go to the show notes and look at the actual graphic, the tool. And of course you've heard on here how you can have access to all of our tools on the giant operating system platform. So I encourage you to do that. It's at a very low price point of just $10 a user. It's a great resource with, I mean, so much, a a library of so much content for you. But then let's look at that visual. I know we can do that here, but go through those three questions. Can you go through those with us?
2: Totally. Yeah. Tempo, balance, focus. Again, these are the three fundamentals of any good golf swing, any good golf shot. And if you're not doing those three things well, then you're most likely not producing consistent results. So these things are essential to our success um, in, on the golf course and in life in our leadership. And so tempo, really starting with that element is, am I operating, am I working, am I doing, executing my tasks at a sustainable rhythm and pace throughout my day? Are the things I'm doing a speed and a pace at a level that I'm able to sustain and maintain over a long period of time? And this is a daily check-in, right? Like there's days where we feel like we're drowning. There's days where maybe we're five cups of coffee in and we feel like we're sprinting. And all of these ebbs and flows throughout life, but returning to, okay, what is like a, a rhythmic, repeatable, sustainable version of this to where it feels like flow. It feels like I'm dancing with my work throughout the day. It takes rhythm. It takes working together with the moving pieces. It takes understanding a version of tempo to give ourselves those sustainable rhythms. So tempo is huge. In checking in, am I operating a sustainable pace that can help me succeed?
1: Yeah, I love that. Can we Mm -hmm. stop right there for a second? Because, you know, I've mentioned on here, I'm a big like calendar person. I kind of live by my calendar. And so I know not everybody has my same personality type. So it may not be an idea for everyone. But I know that if I'll put things, even tasks on my calendar, it helps me to go, okay, here's whatever your hours are. Mine happen to be eight to five. I'm not, I know not everyone's are, but here's where I'm starting. Here's when I'm ending. And then I need to be done for the day. So that's a way for me to have a sustainable workflow because, you know, I'm an empty nester now. My husband and I are at home. Our kids are away. And so I don't have those um, pressures at home like I used to of, you know, making sure I'm taking care of the kids and all of that. So both of us work at home and we could just work the night away. Um, and so to be able to put a stop and a start on our day is a, a way that I can sustain. And also I tend to get on a project that I love and I just want to like focus just on that. Well, that will take over my whole day and I'll, I'll lose things along the way. And so whatever it is for you, listener, you've got to put those stop gaps in place, right? Totally. Anything else on that? Thing. Love
2: those examples, Tracy. Yeah, I'm similar too. you know, in, in owning our own business and, and wearing a lot of different hats, the tendency that I have faced is that you feel the pressure to do everything, do everything well. And because of that, there's so many tasks and responsibilities to do that it feels like some of the extracurricular stuff like playing around a golf. There's no time for that. The funny thing about it is that when you do make time for those things that add life to you, build relationships with others, rejuvenate your health, it actually makes you more focused for the time that you have for the work. It helps you operate with a healthier posture throughout your day. Not just literally, but figuratively too, in order that, to, that all the things you're doing have a better energy and health to them. And even like an email communication, when you're operating at a place of burnout, overwork, or at a, different, at a pace that's not sustainable, that can come through even in an email. It's amazing the tone that can be communicated when you're in healthy balance and your rhythm and your pace and your tempo throughout the day is, is sustained.
1: That is so, so true. If I get too caught up, I'm too quick, then I'm just sending out very quick responses and not really thinking through and usually making mistakes along the way, typos and things like that. So, all right, great one. That number one is great. How about number two?
2: Balance. Balance is just as essential in life as it is in the golf swing. It's one that sometimes feels a little less tangible to explain But we all intangibly know what it feels like to be balanced. And really, as we like to think about it with the tool, it's asking, are my key relationships in sync? Because so much of our balance in life is through those interpersonal relationships that we have with the people that matter most to us. We're relational beings, right? We don't operate on islands. We don't just live in our own world. We're connected with each other. And when you think about those circles of influence with ourselves, with our family, with our team, with those in our community... Each circle has its own level of impact on our overall well being and our inner balance. And so, understanding where those key relationships are at, where relationships are maybe needing some extra focus or maybe needing even repair, can really help improve our overall balance to help us just operate from a good foundation. We, as relational beings, when those relationships are out of sync, when we're not having those consistent touch points, maybe we're not having the connection that we typically have, our footing is less stable. We feel less confident in who we are. I know for me too, right? Like when I'm not connected with key friendships with my wife, uh, with my extended family and my parents or my siblings, there's a version of instability that creeps in. It's almost like underlying anxiety, right? You may not know the source of it. You may not even call it anxiety. But you feel this underlying noise. And I think that instability is very similar. You can feel like a little bit of that imposter syndrome is a way that shows up, a little bit of that disconnection from the vision, a little bit of that uh, disconnection from ultimate identity of who you are. And we start getting into those comparisons or trying to be something that we're ultimately not. And so really sitting with that question is saying, where am i doing how am i doing in balance are those relationships in sync can really help us check in and get a pulse of that
1: mm, that's great and i think if if we're in denial about how healthy or unhealthy are how unhealthy our relationships are just ask any of your key relationships how am i doing am i in sync am i in balance and they'll probably be really quick to be able to tell you if you've given them the freedom to do that okay how about number 3
2: number 3 is focus tempo balance focus and just like on the golf course, the mind and what we focus on controls so much of the outcome, what we what we output in our work, in our life. Uh, and so focus just asks the question, am I keeping the main things the main things? Am I really keeping the priorities front and center? Am I able to determine what's just urgent versus what's actually important in my day to day? And am I able to keep my mind disciplined and diligent on executing those top of mind priorities that are actually important, both in the here and now and in the future that may get overlooked versus just chasing the thing that seems like it's most on fire, right? We all have (laughs) fires going on every day. It's so easy to say, oh, I got to put this out, this out, this out. And then we never get to what's actually important. And so that focus is key on helping us stay align with our most important objectives, our most important work, where we can put that effort and energy to its best use. And for me, you know, a lot of that creative deep work needs to happen before midday. If we start trying to do deep work, if I start trying to do deep work in the afternoon or in the evening, I waste probably 80% of that time <laughs> versus if it's done in that first four to five hours of the day, I can maximize that focus and that energy. Uh, and so understanding where our focus is, understanding how we can leverage it and keep it focused on the highest priorities is going to be essential for what we're doing as leaders.
1: Mm, that's such a good word. Uh, all I ke- keep thinking is, you know, we over here, uh, we've got so many of these visual tools, you know, that uh, thing, you use them with your clients and on yourself, like like I do. Uh, we often encourage our clients who were teaching these tools to hey go ahead and print out a little flipbook of these because you want to keep them front and center especially as you're learning them but i know for me i have mine right here on my desk and i'll flip to one and this is one that i like to keep open for myself to just a uh, check in like am i getting out of balance am i in sync what is my rhythm like right now so uh, that's just a, a tip if you're you're learning this and thinking i want to implement it go ahead to the show notes and print it off put it on your desk put it front and center
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, Thane, this is super helpful. I love your perspective, um, firsthand knowledge of golf, and the way that it relates. And so, I certainly thank you for that uh, description. I hope the listeners got a full picture. Uh, where can they get a hold of you? I know you have your own uh, your own company, your own coaching business. If someone would want to get a hold of you, what would that be?
2: Yeah, just go to appellopartners.com. That's A-P-P-E-L-L-O uh, Partners.com. That's where all my work is done. You know, if they want to find out more about me, you can go to thanemarcus.com. That's more of my uh, personal website where I do some writing and speaking. But yeah, we'd love to stay connected. And if anyone has any other questions or or uh, want to geek out about golf, I'm always down for that too.
1: Mm-hmm. I love it. Well, thank you so much, and thanks, listeners. We'll see you next time.
0: Leaders, we recognize the demands of your busy schedule and the value of fresh perspectives to drive your team's progress. That's where Giant steps in. As the leader in leadership development, we boast a worldwide network of over a 1,000 certified coaches, our esteemed guides. With their expertise in workshops, one-on-one coaching, team sessions, and training, they'll empower you to take your teams to new heights. Our guides work hand-in-hand with you to optimize team performance and cultivate a culture of success. Connect with us today at the leaderstoolkitpodcast.com slash guide and let us pair you with the ideal giant guide in your geographical or industry area.